Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Welcome to the Gays Are Revolting, your definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials. We are Gays Revolting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And hello and welcome. Oh, we're here. Hello. Oh, we're all here. Yep. We are joined by our regular hosts. We have to my right, Mikey, the sickening queen and hairdressing machine. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> good, darling. Good. Uh, we've got Kyle, whose oh. flawless skin and chiseled jawline is only outdone by his Mario Kart score. That's <laughs> true. And oh. Luke, who when I recently asked for suggestions for good albums to have Sex to he suggested Yentl. <laughs> How are we all? Yeah, good. Has it been a Great. good week? Are we all happy? It's been a very yeah. busy week. Yeah, you're yeah. busy. Busy. Flat out at work. It's crazy. I got electrocuted at work electrocuted. yesterday. Electrocuted. Oh, oh my goodness. Were you trying yeah. conversion therapy on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm just sick of being gay. Let's try this. <laughs> Let's get electrocuted. <laughs> Come on, season six. <laughs> Come on, season six. Now, make sure you hang around to the end of this episode because we will be joined by Tech. Kaya Honda, uh, who plays David on Neighbours, and he'll be talking to us about the upcoming first ever gay wedding, which is airing on Neighbours on Monday. So following on from last week's episode, we have a new Prime Minister. Oh, that's yeah. right. And it's not the one we thought no. we were going to get. No, that was a so twist. Scott Y'all Morrison. wanted a twist. Scott Morrison. Y'all wanted a twist. <laughs> so after Dutton decided to re-challenge the PM, he didn't even end up getting it anyway. That's right. Oh In case God. you don't follow politics, there was a lip sync <laughs> for your life. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it came down to Dutton and Morrison. Chante, Bishop was eliminated yes. just Very beforehand. Good. Yeah, Morrison did the wig reveal, and he uh, did. He won. He's, n- he's not much better than bloody Peter Dutton, to be really I honest. I just learned who one of them was, and now I'm like, who the hell's this other guy? I, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to keep oh, up. Yeah. politics, so guys. Scott not Morrison my <laughs> Used to be the minister for immigration right. when Tony Abbott was prime minister. Common consensus has sort of been few. It's yeah. not Dutton, but. Upon further inspection, <laughs> it's mm. kind of... I can't believe it's not Dutton. Yeah. It's oh, still God. Dutton. 
Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. It's a different version of Dunning. Yeah, because if you look into a bit of his political history, yeah. it's probably just as questionable as a lot of the prime ministers that have come before him, yeah. including very similar immigration policies yeah. that people dislike Dutton yeah. for. So I feel like it is really important to restate mm-hmm. that although it isn't Dutton, <laughs> it's not great. we still have it's, a... It's really <laughs> fucking bad. Um, one of the flags for me when they first started mm-hmm. talking about it was they talked about how he's part of the Hillsong Church. Oh. Um, <laughs> very intense church. Mm-hmm. Is that like um, our Westboro Baptist no, Church? They're not, no, they're not, not the Westboro right. Baptist Church. Okay. No. Look, my only anecdote that I know about them from personal life, yeah. besides what you can read about, so they often do uh, their masses at like theatres and things yeah. like that. Uh-huh. They'll rent spaces and things like that. Yeah. And I know of a theatre that uh, had the Hillsong Church in and one of their ushers had cerebral palsy <gasps> and the minister got no. the usher up on stage <gasps> to try and cure them. Oh, of their no. Oh. Did it work? No. Oh. I'm worried that that's coming from the person that works in health. But yeah. <laughs> that's a little concerning. Uh, wasn't Guy Sebastian part of the Hillsong? Was he? Oh, look, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's varying degrees of Hillsong, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just anyone well, that's part yeah. of it. I'm not interested in. He's a very religious person. Absolutely. Yeah, he's like yeah. crazy conservative. Is what I've he's also hearing. given out the um, Australian flag pins, which is an incredibly divisive thing to do. Obviously, there's a lot of debate about the Australian flag. Yeah. Currently, has the Union Jack on it, and as much as I love the monarchy, I don't really. Think that no, I don't no. think that represents Australia no, no, anymore, no. and there's a lot of talk about either changing that for the Indigenous flag or mm. adding the Indigenous flag or that sort. Of. So within your first week to post on social media, he gave all of his ministers an Australian flag to oh, wear, on, yeah. and he was like, "I've been wearing this because it represents yeah. all Australians." That's no. a very no. loaded <laughs> thing to be posting in your first week. What really got me as well is when I looked into his past, being Minister for Immigration, he was the minister that put forward stopping the boats, mm. like oh. it really reinforcing right. stopping immigrants from coming through and then once all of like it was getting a lot of media attention mm-hmm. they went into like underground rules secrecy oh. and stopped reporting on it completely mm. oh. since then it has only gotten worse yeah when people have reported on the detention centers like in Nauru and stuff mm. the councils there have been like this is what's happening children are hurting themselves there's riots happening because like the locals aren't happy with this he's flipped it around and said, oh no, like these councillors don't know what they're talking about. They're giving us false information. This is what's actually happening. The riots were started by inmates. It's just hideous. He's to got read. a bit of a spin on everything. Yeah, he's, very much so. He's kind of like the little finger of Australia <laughs> from, <laughs> like, Game from Game of Thrones. Thrones? Like, oh, right. Um, oh, I Lord don't watch. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of that person that has his finger, oh, so to yeah. speak, yeah. in a lot of very bad things, mm-hmm. but has kind of avoided getting the flack yeah. for a lot of them and then has somehow ended up as the prime minister of this country yeah looking into his history the thing that enraged me the most is his really quite outspoken opposition to gay marriage yeah in particular quoting the good old religious freedom of speech mm-hmm. argument which is a really i think outdated <clears throat> straw man argument which we've all heard a million times is you can't have rights because it invalidates my rights as yeah. a religious person which is usually the sign of someone that has very little empathy or ability to see other people's experiences which is a scary thing yeah. he also looks like someone that secretly vapes 
<laughs> that to me is just like really not random. something I like. In it. Do you know what I mean? Secret vapor. Yeah, oh. like a secret vapor. Hasn't he like appointed Tony Abbott as his old oh, job? Yeah. yeah, isn't that like... So Tony Abbott's not actually a minister. Uh, he's a Scott Morrison special envoy on Indigenous Affairs. So it's, oh, it's, a, okay. it's a role without a title. Right. But it he's is. like, I'll make a role for my buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and Jesus. also one of the things... Yeah. I mean, and to me is reminiscent of when Tony Abbott made himself the minister for women's affairs. Oh, oh my God. Because he hadn't yeah. appointed Ugh. anyone to do it. You know, mm, it's just ridiculous. so out of touch. It's Jeez, so yeah. old school. It's so 80s politics. Mm. It's not where Australia is going. Yeah. And I and I feel like we're going to see that reflected in the next election, which is yeah. the silver yeah. lining. To talk more about the Scott Morrison's um, position with the LGBTI mm. community. He's also, only earlier this year, by mm-hmm. the way, um, when that rugby player said that hell oh. was God's plan yeah. for gay people. Oh, he said, good on him yeah. for standing up for his faith. <gasps> like, yeah. What? This year. Like, this is not an old thing that no. we're going to pretend, oh, yeah, he's evolved past that. Like, he also voted no. He was a big campaigner for the um, no team in the postal survey. Do you think it's likely that he could do something, like, reverse? I think that would be... No, I think that's out of his depth. I think going to the election, we might not see them trying to reverse that, but they will be putting restrictions on things, and um, especially for the trans community and stuff. Yeah, It's going to be an awful election, and it's going to be an us versus them election Mm. in every possible way that it can be. I'm just hoping Australia's matured. Yeah, I mean, I don't know politics things. (laughs) I I was just checking if you knew when it was. The main point is just not to be complacent. I think that's something the LGBTQIA plus community is very good at, is not being complacent. But we have an election on the horizon and it's about doing your research and knowing who the people are and what they stand for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and making sure that our best foot is forward and yeah. that we're being represented as best as we can. Yep. And I think the conflama and buffoonery surrounding mm-hmm. this lib spill or whatever has really disguised mm-hmm. a lot of things because we're all in for the drama or whatever. Yeah. Mm. In a way, but I think it's also really made it clear what the Liberal Party stand for. Yeah. Which, yeah. Gosh, Secret right. vapor. Yeah, <laughs> Who's gonna that's the most insulting thing. Who's gonna invite? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a hashtag we should start. Scomo, the secret vapor. <laughs> Scomo, that's such a bad name as well. Scomo, I it's, hate it. it Scomo like, thing is supposed to make you more personable. It's like no, oh, fuck Scomo. Oh, it sounds like, like a thing like kombucha's made from. What's yeah, a Scobie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that dirty. So and you that's know, gross when you go to too. A, a, so. a bar like in the country, like mm. the, the oh, only bar oh, that's oh, open Scomo. at three a.m. There's a fucking Scomo at the end of the bar. Something you find on the toilet. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just got, got to clean that ScoMo off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, we, can't, Get um, the bleach. we can't do oral and we're going to have to use a condom because I've got yeah. a bit of ScoMo. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, no. So, in other gay news around the world, some crazy news, I think. In Malaysia, a court has actually ruled for two women to be lashed for having gay sex. Mm. And I was so shocked by that because I never knew that it was actually illegal there. But just the whole act of being lashed seems so medieval and crazy to me. It's uh, the Sharia High Court. So, Sharia law is also known as Islamic law. It's a religious law forming part of the Islamic tradition. Yeah, they, they go hand in hand and they think gay sex is... Is, like it's just banned across yeah. the country. It's not good for them. Yeah, so yeah. like they see it as it's against the order of nature, and they consider it in the same books as bestiality. So that's crazy. It's actually they would set to be lashed this week, and then it's actually been postponed for technical yeah, difficulties. Technical I have no idea what that yeah. means. The lighting wasn't that. good. The lighting no. wasn't good <laughs> for the off. TV cameras. So it's actually going to be happening on Monday, like the third. I just can't believe people are being. 
slashed in modern day society. Like yeah. they're getting six slashes each. I always struggle with this because I'm quite desensitized to yeah. how Asian countries treat their citizens. Yeah. yeah. I think from spending a bit of time in the Philippines yeah. and in the poorer areas yeah. of the Philippines. And it's something I know is intrinsically awful mm-hmm. and should not be happening. And I know this sounds really bad. It doesn't trigger a shock response. Yeah. It doesn't trigger an outrage response. And I think that's just because I'm really close to it or... Yeah. You've had exposure to it. Yeah. Yeah. That it just kind of seems normal. Hearing stuff like this makes me very thankful that I live in a country where we are so progressive and we do have rights as gay people. I could not imagine living in a country and growing up in a place where I'm told constantly by my government Mm -hmm. and by my peers that if I am a certain way, like, I'm going to hell. Like, it's disgusting. It's against everything that we all believe in. Like, Mm. I cannot even imagine... I mean, in a way, I'm like, they're not being sentenced to death, which is good. But I mean, it's still not great. I mean, in other countries like Russia and like all that, they're like hunting people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like terrifying. There's this thing I used to do as a kid, because I think it's really important Mm. to acknowledge here in Australia how lucky we are in some regards. And I'm thankful. One of the few things I'm thankful to my parents for is for taking me to the Philippines and letting me experience that sort of culture. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would come back to Australia after a few months in the Philippines, and it's so stupid, but I would do laps of the house and thank all of the privileges oh, that I really? had. I'd oh. go and I'd kiss the fridge and say, thank you, fridge, because we didn't have one. And I'd kiss the TV and yeah. go, thank you, TV, because we didn't have one there. Yeah. Go the shower. Mm. Go, thank you, shower, because I didn't have a shower there. Go Do and you kiss have one my, now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go and kiss my sugar daddy <laughs> and say, thank you, sugar daddy, because I didn't have gay rights over there yeah, yeah. either. That kind of perspective that... Yeah. There are still some places really struggling. India as well. Some stories I've heard from Indian friends and colleagues Mm. about the experiences they've had there. I heard in April, like this year, Malaysian University held a contest to convert gay students. Mm. Right? Like, isn't that just fucking nuts? One of my colleagues has seen a gay man set on fire and pushed off the top of a building. Holy shit. Which was not persecuted. Those people were not Mm. punished for doing that. And that's the reality of the situation. Mm. Mm. It's just it's so barbaric it like, is the, the one thing I got from this story and what I hope is coming out of it mm-hmm. is that it's been postponed for technical reasons now yeah, yeah. when you're caning someone that is a mm-hmm. an ancient punishment mm-hmm. and it's not very hard to do you get a cane and you cane somebody. yeah it's like stoning someone in the street so what I'm else. hoping this is is this is Malaysia yeah. actually finally because mm-hmm. there was a huge outcry yeah. from yeah, LGBT people yeah. and their supporters both in Malaysia mm-hmm. and outside of Malaysia that got wind of this story and yeah. started campaigning yeah. the government to say this is fucked mm-hmm. I mean Malaysia is a democratic country, yeah. um, even if they are under these laws. So what I'm hoping is, is the government finally listening and going, hang on a second, do we yeah. need to sort of think about this before we do it? Yeah. What's going to be the back? Yeah. Unfortunately, I think for these women, it is going to go ahead in this situation. Mm-hmm. But the fact yeah. that they're postponing it at this stage, I think, is a sign that there's probably a, a, a yeah. glimmer of it's hope becoming in the future that they're, they're going to start looking at it. Because we've got to remember yeah. that, you know, yes, we're lucky to live in, in Australia mm-hmm. and stuff, but it was illegal here as well. Mm-hmm. And it was punishable here as well as well as every other Western country. Yeah. So these are uh, journeys and, and what I'm hoping is this story is heralding the start of that yeah. journey for Malaysia. I found out though, as recent as 1977, people were being beheaded in France. Like that's when Star Wars came mm. out. 
So if I, well, <laughs> I, don't I, mean, think a, I don't think that was for LGBTI. Yeah, it wasn't for that. No, but, but yeah, I mean, just right. like Sorry, people are like, is that your point of? I wish that people could yes, read everything. Yeah. I got to bring back everything to Star Wars, and I, I was like, this was a tough one. I just but I got there. People could have been beheaded for the last Star Wars film. That would have been really good. Oh, <laughs> we will have words about this. We will have words about this. This is a different. One thing I would like to ask you guys about because we haven't really talked about is the laws in countries LGBTI or other determine where you go on holiday like do you yes. oh, totally. do specific places yeah. yeah like I haven't left the country yet <laughs> but I am planning a bit of a trip next year with mm. my boyfriend there have been a few countries that he is really keen on going to but he's he's travelled he's done a lot of it and so he's already been to these places but I am already sort of like I don't know if I want to go there mm-hmm. like I'm not going to have the same rights that I have here like I'm going to be scared to be there with my boyfriend and like we're not going to be able to hold hands and we're not yeah. going to be able to because normally be you don't give a shit like no you, that's you it just, like, like, you do you and I just like do my thing here and like that's yeah one yeah. reservation I have about mm. it but I haven't mm. experienced it yet I'm very big on withholding affection as a tool of power in relationships <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's never really affected me <laughs> like, let's go to Israel <laughs> oh I'm more mean like like when you go to a country you're putting money into their economy and that sort of thing you don't want yeah, to is that them. something that factors yeah. in for you or the country I go to the most is Japan which mm-hmm. has a problematic relationship with LGBT LGBT people, it, it hasn't really factored in, but also I don't holiday that much, <laughs> mainly yeah. because of my like restrictions on travel. That yes, enforced <laughs> by that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just travelled once and I'm still here in Australia, so oh, is it all you, literally, you I yeah, I've not Australia and you've not. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to do some travel. Look, I, I go to Bali every year, and yeah. Indonesia has uh, some <laughs> oh, we know about laws Bali. to this. For a little while, I did stop, and then I a, f- a friend was saying, "Look, I think you remember Bali. Is it Indonesia relaxes laws for yeah. it because it." relies a lot on tourism the Balinese people have, have no yeah. issues uh, with the LGBTI community yeah. and you should be encouraging by visiting the section where they allow it yeah. the laws by supporting that and not going to the other parts where they do punish people and stuff yeah. which was really interesting yeah. and made me feel better about getting my $5 cocktails again no. so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I had a trip to America after the last election and cancelled the whole thing yeah. when Trump oh, election yeah. and I That's will fair. not go to America while Trump is president because no. I feel like putting money into that mm. yeah. and supporting that is not Agreed. a good thing. Yeah. I, I think it's an, an interesting point and how we speak with our pink dollars, dollars yeah. which has become a commodity mm. for a lot of mm. businesses is really important. Something I've never thought about when planning a trip. But yeah, it is important when supporting businesses and things like that. Yeah, you know, like, don't like, need it. I'm not spending my money somewhere where they are Christian conservatives. Yeah, and Chick-fil-A they, or yeah, whatever. Or Gloria you know. Jeans or like... Oh, yeah, I'm totally, yeah. ...supporting I mean, you. Gays are revolting will not be appearing on tour <laughs> in Malaysia, <laughs> the United States of America or Cronulla. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the post that was made on our By Facebook, our Facebook <laughs> <wall>. <laughs> on, <laughs> on our own Facebook page, but allegedly, allegedly. I'm not going to confirm <laughs> nor deny, um, but there has been a news story about someone with similar sexual proclivities as myself yeah. who may or may not have inserted 15 hard-boiled eggs Dear into God. himself <laughs> while high on GHB, then had to go to hospital for a few days. <laughs> yeah, why are we so saying allegedly? It wasn't allegedly. The, the, the medical report. I'm just saying allegedly it was yeah. not me that did oh, this. Oh, allegedly it wasn't you. Sorry. Okay. Um, but that's still up to debate. No, they'd be scrambled. If it was my <laughs> oh, all the egg puns. <laughs>
it's an interesting cross section of gay culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really encapsulates what is happening in the world at the moment. <laughs> Not only with like chemsex and also a lot of eggs. So did he go to hospital because eggs were doing stuff or because the drugs were doing stuff or a combination? The, it was a stomach problem. Yeah. Well, that um, do it. 15 like, eggs. Like, 15 eggs is like... Yeah, no, I think he tore, he tore a wall or something. Yeah. To yeah. For 15 eggs. Yeah. So you want really try and respect this person's kink. Um, <laughs> he had 15 eggs like, up you know, his bum and it tore a wall on the inside each, and he had yeah, to go to the hospital. Yeah. Get them removed and get stitched up. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a good protein diet. You should ask I Duncan mean, just, about <laughs> his pre-workout well, routine. Stop talking. On that note as well, I feel found a study at work mm. the other day which was really interesting because it was specifically looking at LGBTI individuals yeah. Yeah. so I always look for data about our sort of yes. mental health but specifically looking at kinks and fetishes and there was a study done recently that was really interesting looking at the formulation mm-hmm. of kinks and fetishes surprisingly it happens in a very young developmental stage oh, okay. Okay. as early as like 10 to 15 years old what? people were reporting um, their first sort of fetish inclinations yeah as well as being at a much higher rate Oh. In the LGBT because we all like to get I always think freaky. of like older people with fetishes. <laughs> Do you think that that's because straight people don't have them, or because we like already broke some rules? We're ready to try the other ones. We want to give a try. Like, well, we're going to hell anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like. I, th- I think it was a direct comparison study, so right. it was mm-hmm. directly looking at LGBT people comparatively to heterosexual people, and it was a higher rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we all get freaky. Oh yeah, mm. I think everyone. I've been a honcho disco. <laughs> I think I've everyone knows about my fetish for um, people that humiliate me in public and yeah. refuse. <laughs> so we turn you on a light. <laughs> That's why you love yourself so much. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the only fetish I really have is people with fetishes? Like if someone... Oh, you want to... You're keen to like accommodate them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Wanna yeah. Go, I get really turned out. on if someone's uh, like, do this kinky weird thing for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of hot. That's different. Yeah, I, yeah. But I don't have anything weird. Oh, I shouldn't say weird. Anything that isn't run of the mill that I'm into. Really. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat with you. Like, yeah. I've always you're open been to happy it. to try everything. Oh, it's sounding... <laughs> like, but I don't think... Because <laughs> 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 like, sounding, like I've done piss play, like fist. Give everything, a shot, like, but you know, yeah. you're not like going home I'm not to like, shove something oh, yes. straight yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. I'm sort of, I'm mm-hmm. open to trying it all, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't think I've found It's good to have an open mind. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean. I yeah. guess the kinkiest I get is like, I like a bit of anonymous random sex. Yeah. I like the wet on Wellington stuff. Like, I, I, I like haven't heard this place before. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Have you mentioned I, it before? I don't even know if that counts as a kink in 2018, <laughs> does it? That's just how we sort of say hello, isn't it? I, I like, I love getting choked. Choke the fuck out of me. I really like that. And also Google how to choke people properly. There's like a whole thing. Like a oh, not kill them. Okay. And yeah, yeah, like a fetish way to choke someone in an like actual in a nice way, way to not like choke okay, someone. You have to hide your body. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, there was this guy that we used to <laughs> call the lumberjack because he was literally a lumberjack. Sounds like his dreamy. job was to chop wood. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be back in Thornbury, I think like once every three months because he would be out in the woods yep. or whatever. Makes chopping, chopping wood. Yeah, or he'd block me on Grinder for three months yeah, and right, then, yeah. you know, have a drunken lapse Lowry in judgment standards, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so I'd see him every wait don't tell me he told you to chop his wood and you'd oh. <laughs> stop it no he would just choke the fucking daylights out wow. of me and I loved it and 
and that was all it ever was mm. until mm. one day he came around and it was post choke spitting session that he noticed some of my illustrations I had like a book open yeah. Oh, yeah and he was like oh these are really cute do you do these and I draw about mental health and stuff and then he started talking about mental health and like how important and I was just like you need to leave right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're the guy that spits on me yeah. and chokes me and that's yeah. all this relationship is <laughs> no I can't add any depth to your character yeah I'm intrigued um, by the uh, doing it right what, what do you mean by doing it right like how to the like, hand place your hand yeah. placement, placement yeah. and the position so you always should be looking for a V I think avoiding there are certain spots that actually like asphyxiate so so you should be pushing more pressure on the neck rather mm. than pinching it from the sides yeah, yeah right okay. we should post like a diagram of this on our website. we'll do an instructional video <laughs> I'm more than happy <laughs> yeah. I'm more than happy to check Luke yeah. if, if that helps who wants to choke me guys yeah. <laughs> um, join our private group the learning how to do it probably more in depth. someone asked me to punch them like in the I, face I was, yeah and I was like, I was like uh, uh, you know I didn't and he's like punch mm. me punch and then I, so I just fucking went just for like, it yeah. and I punched him and I, I wasn't supposed to punch him that hard or that yeah. fast oh. and we had to stop have, like he got really upset fair enough oh. but I was like so nervous and I'd never at someone, like, I didn't know that yeah. that's what we were going to be doing I hadn't researched I didn't know about it so oh. I just fucking Jeez, knocked him out and we had a tooth yeah no he had a blood nose and we had to stop and he left and I felt really bad afterwards but I was just trying to be accommodating yeah yeah (laughs) it can be a really awkward spot to be in sorry I spat on Mikey then he's in a very awkward spot right now (laughs) (laughs) when you're with a partner especially in our culture that Mm -hmm. you may not have met before and they have a certain kink that you're trying to indulge and experiment in and not knowing boundaries or how far to go there's nothing worse than when someone asks you to hit them and then you just do the little like <laughs> oh, I can slap. I can slap okay? above. But yeah. He, yeah, but you know, he was using the word punch, and to me, that's like, punch. all right. Like that's a, that's I grew up punch. in the suburbs. Yeah. I know how to throw a punch. Totally. He's like, no, man, just get me a glass of punch. What's, the, kin- <laughs> <laughs> What's the kinkiest thing you've ever done, Kyle? I was talking about how my posture sucks at work yesterday. I was considering getting a leather harness to like fix that. Oh, come to my house. I've got a whole lot that don't fit me anymore that'll be right just your size. That's work appropriate, right? (laughs) Um, My partner and I were having sex last week. We were drunk and like really going at it. And then all of a sudden he's just slapped me in the face. And like, I just, in the moment, I was just a bit shocked. And I was just like, oh. And then I just couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh, okay. So actually, you just reminded me of a kink story. So my ex and I eventually got to the point where we were like, maybe we should try some other stuff. So we were like, yeah. let's try water sports. And I lived in a share house, so we waited oh until my housemate left. And uh, we went to the bathroom, and we were in the shower, and we're like, cool, let's do it. I was like, all right, I'll go first. So he went, and he started peeing on me, and we both just, like, fell on the floor of the shower Ooh. laughing. I'm like, yeah. you're peeing on me. Like, were you playing R. Kelly laughing. in the background? He couldn't stop peeing, so he sort of <laughs> sat, starts, sat down on the sh- uh. floor of the shower laughing as well while still peeing. And, yeah, yeah we just couldn't we, we couldn't do it. But I'm happy to try the water sports stuff. And I actually have been the active peer on people. Yeah, just receiving that I couldn't before. be. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. thing that I, I really don't know that I could I, I, I will give everything a crack yeah. is scat I just don't no, know no, 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 power to the people that do it I've never been a I've had accidental scat yeah, right? I, was I wasn't gonna, a yeah. fan <laughs> purposefully been involved no. yeah. in scat what about fisting no fisting's fun 
man. Like that confuses me so much. How is that pleasurable for somebody? Are you like, what if you just like grab their like inside? You're like, ah, <laughs> like, like you Mortal Kombat. You shouldn't really be trying to grab for anything. <laughs> no. once you're inside. <laughs> we might put together another instructional video. <laughs> my, uh, my it's like just rip out their shit. heart, yeah, yeah. and you're like, Whoa, like a Mortal Kombat. Fatality. Yeah, if you get into their heart, <laughs> you're going too yeah. far yeah. as well. Yeah, totally. Have Jeez. you ever done fisting there? No, I think it's strangely considering everything else I've said on this show. The one thing that I'm just not really that interested in. Okay. Yeah, right. And I've accidentally clicked on those videos and mm. I've accidentally watched them all the <laughs> yeah. way through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm like not exposed to it. Yeah. But it's just not anything I would seek out. And I, and I don't think I have enough of an interest in it that if someone was to ask mm-hmm. me to be involved, I would oblige them. But that's probably the only kink I can think of that I would not give a crap. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, also them. anything like blood, like blood, blood oh, piercing. I was say, well, it's funny that you nah. say that because every sex story that you guys have told me has involved blood. Yeah, but not accidental blood. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting to think it's not an accidental. Yeah. Blood. I'm going as far as Tom knows. <laughs> yeah, not on purpose. <laughs> um, very quickly on the fisting thing, I was watching a video that popped up on Tumblr the other day, and it was kind of hot. It was like this big muscle Mary who had this skinnier guy like over his shoulder, and oh he God. just was uh, looking oh. at the camera, fisting him, and like making these hot faces to the camera and that sort of stuff, and really loving the look of like he could obviously see himself in the screen or whatever and yeah. really and the guy that's over his shoulder is like moaning and squealing and he's just sort of sticking this fist up this guy's ass and then at the end of the video he just sort of looks off camera into another like through a doorway to what I assume is like the living room and goes yeah. Paul can you get me another wine <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there's no coming back after that wouldn't that just wreck your body yeah, you yeah. Can, the human sphincter is a very yeah. flexible like, thing if you, you come to my place after <laughs> I've had pizza you know <laughs> oh wow <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And we have some exciting uh, stuff coming up now because Luke and I are joined by Takaya Honda, uh, of course, who plays David in Neighbours, um, who's going to be part of the first gay wedding on Neighbours. How are you, Takaya? Hello, I'm good. Um, yeah, it's super exciting. I can't wait for people to see it. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. It's the first gay wedding on Australian television and probably one of the first big ones for mm. a big series like Neighbours around the world. Well, it's the first gay wedding since being legalised. There were a couple that were broadcast that weren't... That was the legal eras, yeah, yeah. era, so yeah. there were ceremonies. It's cool. Um, now, you've been playing David on Neighbours since 2016. How does it feel to be a part of a historic moment like that? Oh, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, and it is 
is an amazing honor to have something like a first of anything because that's something that can never be taken away from you, yeah. you know, and that's really cool. And this is something that as well, because a lot of people I would think out there who don't know Neighbours might think that this is some sort of publicity stunt that they we've, we've just sort of chucked this storyline together for the sake of nabbing the first ones so yeah. that we can get this extra publicity, but it's really not the case. It was something that uh, when I was auditioning for the character, it was hinted at that he was possibly gay, yeah. but And the storyline's been going for quite a while, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at my first script meeting, once I'd got the role, the head writer of the time said, look, our goal is for David and Aaron of the long-term relationship and we want you to get married. Yeah. So it's been something we've been working towards for two years. Yeah, and, and then Joel Crazy came in and tried to stuff it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right, that yeah. guy. So that's interesting. Playing the role for over two years is quite an interesting part of the character. Did that mean that you were watching all of these developments unfold, the plebiscite, the political happenings in the LGBT world over those two years? Absolutely. Both Maddie and I carry a, a huge responsibility with representing this community. That means that then we're fairly invested in the community itself as well. So uh, that was something that we were keeping an eye on and just purely by chance, because like I said to you guys before, we started recording, we filmed three months in advance. Mm -hmm. And when it went past in government that became legalized, the day after David proposed to Aaron, it was a failed proposal, but just by chance that happened. Oh, wow, that just coincidentally happened. Just coincidentally. So it was, was, it's Mm. been something that we've been- A roller coaster for you. Yeah. As an actor as well as, as the characters, yeah. Well, that's right. And seeing what the gay community was dragged through last year with yeah. all of that stuff, it only motivated us more to work harder to give a good representation, to bring as much truth and honesty to the relationship we could, to harbour something that then an audience, which likely in the past hasn't been that welcoming to gay characters, which is the demographics that generally Neighbours is going to go out to, has now come to a place where they're barracking for us. Mm. Uh, mm. And this wedding is is not something we're having to explain to anyone, but they're then, in most cases, defending it to anyone who would be opposed yeah. to it yeah. as well, which is an awesome place for them to come to. It's fantastic. I mean, the results of the postal vote itself really speak that the majority of Australia is interested and does care about these stories, which is a fantastic thing. Absolutely. Was that proposal the shirtless one on the beach? Because I have those photos saved. <laughs> on my no, that was laptop. the actual, pro- well, the proposal that was a yes, which the was a successful. double proposal. Yeah. No, I was, yeah. sh- I was shirtless in the first one too. <laughs> I, I had angel wings on, so you might have that yeah. saved somewhere Is that budget else, cuts but- in the costume department or do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a costume that Maddie had worn as Aaron previously. Yeah, right. So there was oh, a semi-joke. Oh, they're sharing a wardrobe. They're yeah. in love. It's so cute. It's just like us. <laughs> <laughs> Your t-shirt would fit my left leg. <laughs> it's a cute little crop top look on you. <laughs> now, when you think of big neighbours' weddings, mm. we think Scott and Charlene, which attracted... 20 million British viewers when it aired in the 80s. How do you think your wedding's going to stack up? Oh, well, that's small numbers compared to what we're going <laughs> to <Yeah. pull. laughs> You've got Magda. Like. Well, that's right, yeah. you know. And me. And, yeah, and, you, and, and you as well, of course, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, we can only hope for something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, in the current TV environment with all of the on-demand stuff, uh, Neighbours has done well to survive, to be yeah. honest. It's, 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 it's held on and the UK uh, has a really it. strong... Yeah force behind it 
and people are comparing it to that Scott and Charlene thing. Mm. Um, whether I mean, it, can, whether it, it can, would be hard to do a camper wedding than Scott and Charlene. I was going to say, but I feel like you guys are going to do it. Yeah. This is probably the only way to have a gayer wedding than yeah. <laughs> Scott and Charlene. <laughs> you may have but, to actually have sex on camera. And yeah, I'll, I'll put Luke that to the writers. And and Luke and I can come and hey, direct we, if you want. We have a PG rating now, so I yeah. mean, that, true, you we know, can get away with a bit more. Yeah, we'll consult. Right. I don't know if you've listened to our show, but we have a lot of experience when it comes to the gay male sex experience <laughs> <laughs> well yeah me and Maddie have our ears open I think so <laughs> you're gonna have to open a lot more than that but that's okay <laughs> speaking of having Magda on the show yeah. she officiates the wedding and she's one of our icons how did it feel having her on set how did she feel about being involved in the wedding and being on Neighbours yeah, what was Did it she like do any there? Sharon impersonations for you? <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. Uh, she was amazing. To start at the beginning, to have her come onto the show, apparently she's always wanted to do Neighbours, so uh, it was an exciting thing for her to do and for her to come on in a capacity which was then to be our celebrant for the wedding mm. was this amazing mesh of stuff mm. that couldn't be any better, really. And so that was great. Being on set with her is a masterclass, really, in in comedy because uh, we shoot incredibly fast. And a lot of even veterans of the industry come onto the show and they do actually struggle for the first couple of days because of the speed at which you have to do things. On a lot of other shows, you'll do multiple takes and you can build up to something. On our show, from the first take, you're going because mm. you might only have that one take. Yeah, um, I mean, It's yeah. interesting you say um, Magda has always wanted to be on Neighbours because in the Australian acting industry, mm. a lot of people say if you're on Neighbours or you're on Play School, your career is set for the rest of your life. Well, thank life. you. I'm on both of those. And you've so that's done good. both of those. So, you know, you're really set. You, I'm you, like, yeah. You're done, no. yeah. Um, but also, like, she was great as well just for us. She would, she pulled us aside in between takes, me and Maddie, and, and said, thank you so much for doing this. And we were like, oh. no, 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 no. Thank you for doing this. And she said, no, no, no. In, in, in seriousness, this episode can save lives. Uh, it's an amazing thing to be doing and, and know that. Know that this is how the importance of this. And we said, we absolutely do. And she's absolutely correct. I mean, as gay identifying men, I'm sure, Luke, you would agree with me. As a kid, just the slightest hint, especially back in when we were growing up, the slightest hint of any gay storyline on television in our living rooms, which you know, a very heterosexual places when you when you're growing up with your family and you haven't been exposed to the world. Um a lifeline like it's so exciting to see storylines on television that you identify with when you're that young and haven't got to meet people that also identify and stuff so she's right congratulations absolutely and And from my perspective as being from a Japanese background the same thing happens for me and one of the things I actually said this when we we had a screening a couple weeks ago um, just for the cast and crew and did a little intro and I, I said there that only a couple of days prior, someone had pointed out to me that it's also an interracial marriage. Mm. And I said that it was significant that in all of the interviews I had done, no one had actually brought that up. And I think that that's such a great thing. It shows the power of something like this as a first that's happening uh, that that can have. So mm. that in however many years' time, then it's never it won't be defined as a gay marriage. It just becomes a, a wedding. You're totally uh, right. And yeah. that's, that's kind of the goal. So having that pointed out to me was like, well, that's... That's where we're heading with this stuff, and that's such an important thing. It's interesting you bring that up. We talk about race quite often on this show, and also being biracial as well. I saw an interview with you where you spoke about not feeling like you fit in in Australia to begin with being a biracial person. How important... Did you find it uh, playing your character, playing David, being a biracial character? And do your experiences impact the way you played that character or the way you wanted that character to be portrayed? Because I think it's something really important to us other biracial kind of people watching. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things that, that I, you know, I've grown up in this world where 
being biracial was a point of difference and it, it took me a while to kind of figure out why I was treated differently in certain mm. cases and even now when things happen you don't want to think that that might be the cause but then certain things go well it probably it, it is, probably is. Yeah. um so for me, I, funnily enough, again, back when I first started on Neighbours, I, the first meeting I had with the producer once we were cast, I said, I've got to say thank you because you've created characters with, I started with Tim Kano, who plays my fraternal twin on the show, who also has a Japanese background. Both of us actually have Japanese fathers. We were born a year, but four days apart. So it's like there's all these weird yeah. uh, similarities between us. But but I said to the producer, thank you so much for creating these characters who have a background that's got some Japanese heritage in it, mm. but it doesn't define the character. Mm. And the character then doesn't solely represent this community. It's like there's the odd bits and pieces that we'd have, like we'd be eating sushi and that kind of stuff. Uh. But <laughs> I love sushi, so I don't mind so much. Yeah. Um, too often on screen, you see if there's someone of color on screen that they then have an accent and their background is explained as being they've moved here from the country whatever it is rather they can't just be an Australian person who has a background which is sort of a more interesting story to tell there has been moments where I've even rewritten some stuff there was an Anzac Day episode we did where I was it was with Aaron and it's actually the first time we kissed well I kissed him and he was a bit surprised by it but that episode (laughs) Or that there was one scene which felt a bit like he was explaining Anzac Day to yeah, right. David. Yeah. Literally at nine thirty at night the night before, I texted the director and in the text rewrote the scene and said, "Sorry, it just feels a little bit uncomfortable, mm. especially because he's been brought up in Australia. Yeah. He knows what Anzac Day is. Can we do something like this?" Which just shifted it to something like, which is more of the conundrum, especially for someone of Japanese descent, where you've had people on both sides of the war. Yeah. And feeling like a day like Anzac Day, people can see you somewhat as the enemy. In yeah. some cases, you yeah. know, and it can feel daunting stepping into pubs and playing to up and that kind of stuff because you don't know how people might react, uh, especially now it's obviously less so, but um, because few people are around from that, yeah. those wars. But it's, um, but that dichotomy, the, the, the pulling in both directions, people, having people on both sides, feeling like you're Australian, but then not necessarily being seen as Australian on that day specifically too, mm. uh, is quite an odd thing to go through. And that's more of an interesting story to explore than just getting a lesson in what Anzac Day is. It's, it's a weird feeling. And I saw, I think it was on Q&A mm. this week or something, a Muslim woman had stood up and said to Pauline Hanson, sorry to make it really political all of a sudden. And she'd said- We're I, getting deep. Yeah, <laughs> said, I'm as Australian as you are. Because these stories and like your story and my story and Mikey's story, we've all been raised and grown up and and identify as Australian people. So I think I really respect and and appreciate that you would do something like that because we kind of yearn to see representations of biracial people that are more than their nationality. So yeah, I think it's a really important character for being gay, for being biracial and for also being in a committed long-term relationship, which is the only part I can't relate to <laughs> when it comes to your character. Not by choice. It's yeah. just that no one will call you yeah. back yeah. after the oh, first date, the you'll poor get thing. There, don't worry. <laughs> you'll be I have no idea what that part is. <laughs> <laughs> just to talk about your character a bit. So it's clear that Neighbours have, have worked really hard to ensure that they reflect the wider community and they introduce your character very much as in the closet and struggling to come to terms with your sexuality at the start. Um, how did you find yourself preparing for that sort of mental anguish especially as someone that, that hasn't come out sexually. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> not, not yet, saying you mean? You I'm Maybe. saying someone that hasn't had to announce their sexuality. Maybe tonight's the night. <laughs> How did you see me? <laughs> um, 
So uh, that was, again, a huge responsibility to take on. I I was really excited for that storyline because you don't see a mature adult having to go through coming out on screen very often. Mm. Often that story is a younger one. It's a teenager coming to terms with who they are and their sexuality. This was a person who knew fundamentally who they were, but apart from the sexuality side of things. And it was interesting because the character started off and it wasn't explicitly told that he was gay. It was questioning and one of the first storylines was going on a date and kissing who would end up being my half sister neighbor oh yeah that's happened Um, to me a couple of times well well. (laughs) to be fair when we found out she was my half sister my fraternal twin was about to go to bed with her so i mean you got off better yeah (laughs) it's a whole incest thing storyline going on but um I was pitching then that David didn't know what he was. He was purely questioning and had a desperate need to be straight Mm. because he had been told that that's he was supposed to be a doctor and he was supposed to be uh, straight and he was supposed to have this life set out for him to fulfill what was in his mind, uh, what his dad, who he didn't know, would want. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I I pitched it as though, okay, he, he is purely questioning because he's also not the kind of person who would use someone to hide yeah right so he wouldn't go on these dates with a girl or girls knowing knowing that because he would then feel so horrible about himself Mm. Uh, and he had successfully up until that point kept to his studies yeah not engaged with it Um, and it was that that was a bit of a catalyst then uh, and meeting Aaron that ignited this thing okay something else is going on here and for me in terms of an actor approaching that I didn't do specific research in terms of coming out necessarily as with anything that i approach as an actor i look at it more from emotions what is that character going through Mm. i've obviously got anecdotal stuff from friends or on screen and interviews and that kind of stuff but it's really very specific to each character how they would react to it i don't like to mimic so much so then by breaking down that storyline into a more of an emotional state of what he's going through the frustration uh, the anger with himself the guilt with not being the person who people he's thought people have wanted him to be and then expressing that it's probably a better way to approach it to be honest like absolutely i mean I, I, the way that you just described it to me i'm kind of dumbfounded like as somebody that doesn't identify as lgbti you've really summed it up perfectly that whole and, and and you're right it's a story that happens incredibly often people coming out a bit older but is not depicted regularly in the media and i think a lot of guys are treated as if they did trick a girl or, or were lying to somebody and it genuinely is I don't know what I don't I, and they don't realise until they do have a relationship with a woman that actually that's not what they're into so obviously you're, you're correct and th- that storyline was again such an amazing thing to be a part of a lot because once it did come out the amount of messages I got from either the person or a sister or a best friend saying that that moment that they saw gave that person strength to then come out as an actor, I mean, yeah, there's money and there's the fame side and all that kind of stuff, but really that's what we yeah. do, what we do yeah, for and that, that means communication. You've, really, you've connected, um, yeah. And th- there's, there's nothing better than that. There's no guidebook or rules to coming out. Something I found really funny in the gay community is we all share our coming out stories and they're all different mm. and there's no like right way to do it. Sometimes and it shouldn't be, should there? Yeah. It's such an individual thing. It's an individual thing for every person. And sometimes you can fall into that trap of being like, well, I did it and this is how I did it. You, you can do it, it too. <laughs> you hear it when, when you talk about actors or whatever, like, why can't this person just come out of the closet? Like mm. I did it. Um, that individual person also, David, didn't get along with Aaron like originally and was actually quite homophobic even or like scared of that character, maybe in a way to kind of conceal the emotions that he was feeling. Absolutely, yeah. Did that sort of storyline give you any insight into some of the experiences that 
we face, you know, day to day, that homosexuality and the relationship that we have with fear and, and with the things that we're scared of, was that an enlightening plot line for you? I'm a pretty empathetic person, so I, I would like to feel like I had a certain amount of insight into into that to a degree because the I guess the way I sort of approached it or, or thought about it, for me, it's kind of like there's that girl that you really like and trying to build up the courage to ask her out and there's and I that's something I've always struggled with is that initial thing whilst there's not the societal or cultural pressure that there's something wrong with doing that that hesitation and anxiety that that can induce the fear the trepidation the 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 concept of rejection yeah. uh, and being rejected for what you feel is who you are is kind of what I brought to that. But the storyline itself definitely is something that, as an actor, makes you feel more empathy for the community as a whole because it is something that it's kind of awful to have to even do, mm. that you you don't have to announce that you're straight. To have to announce that you're gay is... Mm. It's kind of, there's a degree to it that's kind of dumb that you, you need to yeah. do that, you know what I mean? Mm. Like... Tom um, and I don't have that problem. <laughs> we don't <laughs> Speaking of problems, we do have though. You were talking about some of the supportive messages and encouraging messages that you've received. Have you received like homophobic messages from pl- portraying a gay character via social media? Surprisingly, not as much as I would have expected. Okay, great. Uh, generally, in that person-to-person direct messaging and private messages and stuff, uh, people are really supportive. It's actually on the neighbors profile page on facebook and stuff that it's never direct Mm because i think people have become more devious let's say about how they (laughs) tied their homophobia and you'll see these negative comments uh, and even in the first six months of when you start as a regular on neighbors you get slammed everyone does and the producers say just as long as they're reacting it's good yeah um the idea is you have not been invited to their homes you haven't been invited to the street they know that if you start someone else is probably going to leave so there's a huge amount of backlash in that and then you'd find the stronger comments you'd click on their profile image and that all be of a, sen- a general type that you would then assign to being yeah. probably homophobic the kind of, at the same yeah, time, the kind of uh, if not racist as well. Yeah. So for me, like I said, the, the, if, if you get a reaction, mm. it means you're making an impact. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure that the reaction that you feel is outweighed by the positive and encouraging stuff that you receive as well. What about your thirsty DMs? People, <laughs> people sliding into your thirsty DMs? Well, I don't get as much as uh, Maddie, I think. Um, <laughs> Oh, you, you know, you get you get bits. Um, We're very big into. I've that been in sending you like crazy. You must have blocked me. I haven't had a response. I don't use Snapchat much anymore. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. That's how um, I get you. That's probably the best answer I can give you. <laughs> that means we like you. That's, yeah. how, that's yeah. how we say hello. That, yep. That's, a, that's one symbol of like, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show, Takaya. It's been um, really interesting to get to chat to a famous person (laughs) 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 and you live up to your imagination absolutely i've got so many saved photos of you that we can go through (laughs) later but yeah we really appreciate it and really appreciate the role that you're playing as well if there's anything you'd like to add in before you leave our little studio for the night actually yeah but firstly thank you guys for having me on it's been really fun so welcome um but yeah, so uh, September is Dementia Awareness Month. There's a campaign being launched to become a dementia friend. If you can, uh, look up what 
Dementia Australia is doing. My mum suffers from uh, early onset Alzheimer's, so she's suffered for the last 10 years. And so it's something that's incredibly important to me. So if you can look it up, find out a little bit more because there's a lot of people suffering with it. One in three people now will be directly impacted by Alzheimer's. It is something we really all have to, to know a little bit more about. There's a lot of shame attached to the disease. So if you can learn a little bit more and someone that you know goes through it, and hopefully not yourself, you can offer a little bit more educated support. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks so much, Takaya. We'll uh, hopefully see you soon. I can't wait to see the wedding. I haven't got oh, your yeah, present. Tune in. Tune in <laughs> to right. Neighbours. <laughs> I'll send you a Snapchat. Um, 6.30.11 on Channel 11. There we go. Okay, we're done for tonight. Uh, thank you for listening to The Gays Are Revolting. And don't forget to follow us on all the socials. Twitter, join our Facebook group, send me some DMs. And a huge thank you to Takaya for joining us tonight. I loved our little chat. I loved a few things about He's our little chat. beautiful <laughs> and very smart. And uh, so thank you, Takaya, for joining us. Aww, thanks for oh. joining us again, guys. It's yeah. been so lovely seeing you all again this week. Yeah. We'll see you all next week. Yes. Way, <laughs> yeah. right. Bye, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.